Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick, and with me I have AROC management team member David Faithful, who's going to take us through some of the exciting developments on the roadmap for the club's online experience. Good afternoon, David. Good afternoon, Guy. So we we have regular chats about things that the, the club's up to, and one of the topics that we've spoken about, I think since pretty much the very first podcast we did, was the club's website and, and the role that it plays and the development effort that's gone into modernising it and, and providing more functionality. And I think there's a few more updates that members might be interested in, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, well, there's broadly speaking... Our members will, or many of our members will be familiar with the sort of three core aspects of the online experience. There's actually five, but I don't want to complicate things too much. So I think you may have just done that. Yeah, probably. Sorry. I may, maybe we'll come back to that. <laughs> the, the three main points of interaction are the website, the forum, and our archive. The website, we redeveloped that more than a year ago now. So that used to be in old technology and is now in very modern WordPress. So we have a lot of features on the website. It's much more easy to maintain, cost-effective. Our section secretaries, our registrars, and a few of us admins can add content, can do smarter things. There's fast ways of making it you know, interactive with, with users and so on. So the website isn't in a bad place that's been recently redeveloped and we do constantly keep on top of that and there's always or generally there's there's our latest news and our events and so on in there and we have seen now we've made it much easier to use that our our sections and registers they are putting content on themselves so you know if you're in a local section go go to the section area of the website because most secretaries and most registrars are adding news items and, and doing their own events and publishing those on the website as well the forum uh, that's still our old it's called a phpbb forum i can't remember what any of that stands for but it's it's quite old technology but it is quite robust we did do a migration of that technically in terms of where it was hosted about a year ago. Um, so it's reliable and it's pretty robust, but it's old, hasn't changed and so on. It's interesting with the forum because in a lot of areas of the internet, forums have become this sort of out of date, you know, tumbleweed areas of deserted activity. But we consistently get approaching 400 unique humans logging into our forum every month. So it's active. There is a, There's certainly a a small number of 30 odd people who are always on that forum but there is a large much larger number of approaching 400 people who log into the forum every month so it's that's by no means dead and that's that's going to play a, a key feature in our future online world and we have the archive where for members who haven't experienced it you can log into the archive and look back to every publication all our magazines newsletters from the 1960s up until about a couple of years ago i think so there's those three aspects when i said there were five what i actually meant was they're they're the, they're the core three our website forum and archive we also have our membership database and that's provided by a company called ProSolve. the the membership system is called RevUp, and it's used by a lot of racing organizations and car clubs around the uk and we have a good relationship with them they develop it consistently and we have you know a lot of collaborations with the 750 motor club brscc the ford rs club mg car club tvr and so on they're all using RevUp, and so we get a lot of new developments at the back end that members typically won't see but in that membership database is all of our members details it's where you 
you go and where you log in to renew. It's where you change your details. It's where we collect direct debits. It's where we take payments for memberships and so on. So we have a kind of a separate membership database, but it is very good. And then the fifth aspect is we use Amazon cloud storage for our bigger content. So most of our archive, some of the imagery, videos, and so on that's used on the website goes on the Amazon cloud. So so that's kind of where we are. We've got a relatively recently updated website that's in WordPress. We have a not relatively updated forum that stands separately. Uh, we have our archive that stands separately, and we have our membership database, which stands separately. And so when we when we're trying to look at our member experience, the user experience online, we have to look across all of those and work out well, how do we make this a lot better then? Because it's quite disconnected at the moment. Uh, for for those for those members who are familiar with the forum or who who use the archive a lot or or who are regular users of the website, we all know we have to log in two or three times. You know, to get onto the forum, you have to log in. We have got a login on the website, but we haven't put it live because we would just add a yet another login layer for members at the moment. But you'd, we have a login for the website. We have a login for the archive. And then if members do want to update their details or renew online, you have a login to get onto the ProSolve, the RevUp backend system. Now, they're all exactly the same logins because what we do on the forum and the archive and the website is we authenticate with the RevUp system. So members do actually have just one username and password. It's just that they might have to enter it three or four times, depending on what they do or want to do with their online experience. Just for the nerdier members of the, the listening audience, and we know there are a few, PHPBB, the BB stands for bulletin board, which is what forums were called before they were called forums. Yeah. Um, and before anything was called social media. PHP is now one of the rare examples of a recursive initialism. So PHP originally stood for personal homepage. It now stands for PHP hypertext preprocessor. So the first P in PHP stands for PHP and the first P of PHP stands for PHP and so on. Yeah, that's well, uh, I did I did recognize some of those words just not necessarily <laughs> in that order. But uh, yes, yeah, certainly some listeners will have enjoyed that interlude. Uh, most of our members, though, just want their online experience to work, don't they? they, they yeah. you know, if, you, if we're going to ask them to log in, log in once. If you're going to go on our website, it needs to be up to date, current and cool. And if you're going to go on our forum, it, it can't be a tumbleweed experience. There needs to be many of our members using it. And we are starting to, you know, I think forums, they have gone through this, this sort of evolution where they were enormously popular back in the bulletin board days. It all then just sort of started to sort of gradually fade off as social media and uh, Twitter and Facebook and everything seemed to take over. And then those of us possibly of a certain age, but there are, we do have young users as well of our forum, realize that social media is a very sort of immediate but difficult to find information platform. And it's filled with a lot of numpties who give you a lot of nonsense and spammers and scammers and so on. The forum is a safe and more precise and accurate way of finding information, whether it's technical information or whether it's just friendly banter and discussion. The forum and our forum particularly is a friendly place. There are people on there, us included, who are very willing and forthcoming with advice or technical information and it's members only. So you don't get all of the spammers and you don't get all of the numpties who want to ruin your online experience via a social media platform. I think forums are enjoying a bit of a resurgence as well. I've um, 
I've come across a couple of brand new Tonale forums. So I think that they're definitely not dead, possibly not even dying. No. So if if we talk about, so that's all very interesting. What are you doing then? There's kind of, there, there's a number of developments that we're in the middle of, and there are some developments we are about to start. Um, firstly, we want to address the the single sign-on for members because we currently need to log in on the forum, the website, the archive, and so on. But what we've done is we've written code four times that authenticates against RevUp. There are nowadays a lot of single sign-on and authentication approaches that we can take, which just minimizes the impact on the user. So each of those user interfaces all integrate with a single sign-on, so the member just signs on once and the information is is securely and authentically shared between each of those platforms. So the single sign-on's an important thing. Secondly, we are about to commence the migration of our forum to the WordPress platform. And we're doing that for a number of reasons. Firstly, it makes the single sign-on much easier. Secondly, the user experience can be a bit clunky on the PHPBB platform. So we all know, or any of us who've used the forum, we know that adding photos or doing things that you can do really, really easily on social media is much, much harder than you expect it to be on a forum. So we want to get the migration done from the existing forum without losing any of the data. We have well in excess of a quarter of a million topics on there and something like 3 million chat discussions on the forum. So the migration of that's really important to get that right and we will do an awful lot of testing to not mess that up but so that second thing is the migration of our forum to wordpress and that gives us a couple of things it makes it more feature rich it'll look and feel newer better we hope it'll stimulate engagement of other members who traditionally haven't used a forum to just use it because it's there on the wordpress website and it gives us a lot of other uh, you, you know benefits around it's easier to maintain it costs nothing and so forth so there's a lot of benefits i think of of migrating the forum to WordPress. And then finally, migration of the archive also to the WordPress platform. The archive doesn't really cost us much. We pay an amount to Amazon to store all of our content. And then there's a set of metadata, searchable metadata in a taxonomy that allows you to search for certain things that might occur in a 1964 newsletter. It's not really very complicated. Once that's migrated to WordPress, it's kind of just more content and it's just search terms to find that content. So they're sort of the three sort of development things that are, that are either ongoing or have just started. There's a single sign-on, there's a migration of the forum and migration of the archive, both to WordPress. So that's the sort of the bread and butter keeping the lights on, but whilst also making it a better experience. And then we've got some other cool stuff that we have been building for a few months now, and we are hopefully uh, going to deploy and go live with it um, very early in the new year. So a couple of those things are quite closely related, aren't they? So the, there's some work that's been done to allow you to to use the website to update or to to go through the website to update your member details and particularly your car details. Yeah, I think so. So look, I won't go into all the technical nerdetry behind all of this, but at the moment on our website, members don't have to log in. They have to log in to use the forum or they have to log in to the RevUp system to change their details. So step one, which we have built, but not put live yet, is members log in to our website. It authenticates against RevUp. It's quick and easy, username and password. And you then get access to your MyAROC. It is a subset of the website that enables users to manage their own membership with the Owners Club. So once you've logged in once, 
you can then change your details, you can renew online, you can pay online. There's information on there that shows how long you've got before your membership expires, which obviously, you know, allows us to encourage people to renew their membership. They can see all of their discounts with our supplier partners and see all of the benefits of membership without going into the forum. So you, you kind of, this phase one allows members to log into our website and manage their account. And in amongst all of that is, is to see the cars, see all of their cars. And we'll come on to the cars in a moment because that's a key piece of functionality we're going to we're going to launch in the new year. But yeah, that sort of that more seamless login to the website enables members to manage their account, see member only content and so on. And that that member only content, we've never done that on our website. Everything on our website at the moment is open to any visitor of our website. But once we go live with the login, we can then have member-only content on the website, and we absolutely plan to do that from the new year. So at the moment, members don't get any form of differentiated service on the AROC website from any member of Joe Public who happens to be browsing our website. The aim is we'll be able to differentiate the content so that... If you're a member and you're logged in, you'll see different content. And we can, over time, personalize that for a member. So if we know you're a member of uh, 939 Spider Register, you can see 939 Spider content once you're logged in that won't be open to members of the public who happen to be browsing. So whilst we don't have, you know, here's an amazing thing we're launching of member-only content, the management team are really clear that we have a lot of content but we don't really want to put it on the website because we don't want all and sundry seeing it. It's kind of for members only. So once we deploy the member login onto the website, you get the My Aroc, you get all of the personal uh, back-end information for managing and maintaining your own membership with Aroc. We'll also then, for the new year, start publishing member-only content. So if a, if a member of the public just happens to be browsing our website and there's this really cool content that we're sharing, it'll say, oh, sorry, you can't see this. You're basically stuck on the wrong side of the paywall you need to log in to see it. For us us members, we'll just type our username and password and hey, presto, there's all the content. But for members of the public, they won't be able to log in and so they'll never see that content. So I would rephrase that. There's an additional step for them to perform, which is to go to the Join AROC page, <laughs> yeah. sign okay. up as a member, and then they get access to the content. Well, quite so. Uh, you can see this content for just £40 a year. How about that? Um, yeah. yeah, so look, when we're not sat here saying, and this is what we're going to do with that you know, here's our content plan, because we've never really had this capability to deliver member-only content via our website. But we will have that capability in the new year. So I think for sections, for registers, for the management team, for you and the magazine, and for us and our newsletters, which we just deliver via email, we can have all of that stuff online. You just need to log in and then you can see it all. But it allows us to differentiate the content we share with our members versus the content that non-members don't get to see. And we do have some ideas for content because there was some in my pitch for the editor's job five and a half years ago for paywall member content oh, well, from the magazine. Well, you, can't, you, you can't rush into these things. You've got to you got to take it slowly and surely. But yeah, so sorry, when I say we don't have ideas of content, I really mean I don't really have a lot of great ideas. Um, I can dump loads and loads of Mito content on there, which I'm sure all the members will be delighted about. But, prob but you know, you and I have had discussions about there's only so many pages you can fit into the magazine and some ends up on the cutting room floor. There's often, you know, more photos than we can fit in the magazine or there's some video to go with it. Or so, you know, so it can be a companion to our magazine. And and also, 
you know, there are a lot of things that we, we're very happy to share stuff with members. We're frightened of putting it on the website because we don't want, you know, Joe Public to see it. And, uh, you know, I think the more we actually think about those those types of content the more we'll realize this will be tremendously beneficial to our members and you you kind of hinted at the idea that you could have your own personal homepage with your relevant content curated and i think having member only content's great but that's also a benefit for public facing content because you can still say i want my homepage to have the 939 spider news and the tonale news and and whether that's member content or not it just means that you don't have to go looking for it yeah no i think that's absolutely right i think this this concept of personalizing the experience for our members it sounds great we're not entirely sure what it means and we've never really given much thought to it because we've never had the technical capability from january we will have the technical capability we better get our act together and think about what we want to do with that then i do think it opens up a lot of possibility even if we haven't thought through all those possibilities yet and there are some secondary benefits i think to members and and hopefully this will tie together in a moment but if i think about the job that a registrar has to do we currently have a wide range of member databases so we talk about the member database that we have with prosolve and that has a a selection of our members cars basically you know the things that we've entered ourselves on the database but then pretty much all of the registers have a register of some sort which could all be sitting in the same place and a big part of being a registrar is maintaining that uh, that register so if you can take the mechanics of that away and put that into a kind of self-maintaining register member maintained database then the registrars have got time to do other things for members yeah and that's a really important part of the concept of the RevUp backend database so let, let's just talk a bit about that so it we have with prosolve and with many other clubs we have the RevUp database and it's it's more than just a membership database it's basically a membership database and a car database the two are within the one solution but they're not directly linked other than when a individual happens to be the owner or the guardian of that car at the moment so it's actually a really clever system and it began and has commenced to be developed really for motorsport so there's a lot of users of RevUp who are in motorsport. And so, you know, a lot of the people who race cars might race one, two, three or four different cars. And they might be, you know, arrive and drive or they might be their own cars or from somebody else's collection of cars. So the way they built the database is, OK, so you have this membership platform, which is people who have paid some money to join a club of some description. And then you have this cars database platform, which is can be linked to members or it doesn't have to be and this is kind of where it fits really nicely with our car registers because uh, i have a list of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mitos and i appreciate they're a modern car and not a great example for a register but and we have about i think 400 members who have a mito so i have hundreds more cars than i have members so the two sit alongside each other the members and the cars and then what happens is when i buy a mito it simply gets attached so to me. One, once a week oh not when you but when when one buys a mito when one buys a mito that car gets attached to me i become the guardian of that car for a period of time then when i sell that mito to you when you come to your senses it detaches from me and attaches to one you. last week <laughs> i know yeah, well that doesn't count because that's a <laughs> super mito so these car records are separate from 
but can be attached to our members. I own a Mito today. It is attached to me. I'm the guardian of that car. I sell that Mito to you. It detaches from me and attaches from you. If you sell it and you sell it to a non-member, it detaches from you and it sits there waiting for a member to take ownership of it. But we retain the information about the cars. So if you if you picture the world in 50 years' time when we've all shuffled off this earth, we'll have an enormous database of hopefully most of the Alfa Romeos for both historical purposes and those which are still on the road. And then when a member comes along and says, oh, I've just bought this Mito, which is a classic, obviously, they can see if it's in our database and say, oh, yes, I'm the current guardian of this car. Please attach it to my membership record. So this separation of cars and members, I think, will be incredibly important in the future. It's very important now because for those of our registers who have hundreds of car details, but from the midst of time, you know, from the last 20 years or so don't know who owns it now but knows that car did exist we can get all of those cars into our cars register and then as our members acquire or restore any of those cars they simply say oh i've bought this car all of the historical data we have about that car gets attached to the new guardian of that car. And that's a really important sort of aspect, I think, of our, our membership proposition is we don't just have model registers, but over time, we store a historical archive, if you will, of car data for all Alfa Romeos in the UK as they pass through the hands of our members. Now, I'm going to do that thing where a podcast host asks a question that they fully know the answer to, expecting the answer that I'm expecting. So we talked about the fact that a member can have member-specific content. Given that there's a member database that sits behind the login and there's a car database, can a car have car-specific content? Well... It's funny you should say that because I've probably used the word guardian a couple of three times because, and, and that's no coincidence, I sort of see myself as the guardian or custodian of a number of Alfa Romeos, but they're not mine, really. I, I'm I'm the guardian of them for a period of time. And then in a number of years, I will pass them on to someone else and then they'll have the guardianship of those. So, or at least that's what you've told your wife will happen. Yeah, obviously she, she can never know about the volume <laughs> of these cars. So we are launching in the new year our... Guardian product, and it's linked to the ability for members to log in. It's this member-only personalized content. But if we go back to our cars database, every car that we have in RevUp has a unique identifier. It's not the VIN, it's not the reg number, because those things might change over time. But once a car is in our database, it's allocated a unique identifier. And then when, when we buy and sell cars, when I sell my Mito to you, that unique identifier of a car transfers from my guardianship to your guardianship. But we can always find that car. We can always find historical data about the registration, VIN numbers and so on. But within our RevUp database, it has its own unique identifier. So we are using that for the launch of what we're calling the Alfa Romeo Club Guardian product. And really what it is, is a car which you are the guardian of can have its own website, its own web page. There are ideas like this out there already. There's things like my car fact disc, I think, and custodian and, and what have you. So this is our version of that, where in essence, for all of my cars, I can create a guardian page for each of them. And because each of the cars has a unique identifier, we can technically behind the scenes, make it all link up and make it all magic and wonder. And again, just like our RevUp database, where as the guardianship of a car transfers from member to member or to new owner, so does this page. So let's just let's just describe how it works. I own a let's let's stop using the word Mito. I also own an Alpha Sud. It has a unique identifier. Let's say that unique identifier 
identifier is 999. It is linked, that UID of 999 is linked to me as a member. I'm the current guardian of that AlphaSID. I log into our website. I go into my my AROC, and in there is all my cars. And it lists them out, and it has pictures of them if you've added them, and it has their reg numbers and all of the details that's in our RevUp database. For that AlphaSID, I can click on it and say... I want to create a guardian page for this car. Behind the scenes, because the unique identifier is 999, it'll create a aroc.com slash 999 car page. And in essence, you then get uh, presented with a little editor screen where I can add photos and text and I can drag things up and down. And I basically build a mini website for my Alpha Sud. And because we've built Guardian so that it links against unique identifiers, you will always be able to have a unique URL to share with people for your individual car. So if I create a Guardian page for my Alpha Sud, I put I put 10 photos of it and I write all the text of the restoration that it's gone through and describe the car and all this sort of stuff. That unique identifier of that page, once I've saved it, it also generates a QR code and I can then press a button and download some tax discs with the QR code on it and put that in my windscreen so that at National Alpha Day next year if somebody wants to get information about my Alpha Sud they simply scan the QR code in my windscreen and up comes the Arop Guardian page for that car. The beauty of all of this is you can have as many of these pages as you like uh, for all of the cars that you own. You can add as much content as you like and it all gets stored in the Amazon cloud so you can add big photos, small photos and so on. You can move text up and you know it's it's, it's quite a cool featured page update capability for our members. You can, in essence, put as much or as little content on there as you want and then share it to your heart's content because it has a unique URL that's driven by the unique identifier of the car. It has a QR code for that URL. You can use that QR code and share the QR code wherever you want on your Instagram and so on. And you can download the tax disk, which we're providing. So you can just literally print it and cut out the tax disk with scissors and stick it in your tax disk holder. Uh, tax disk holders are available in the club shop. We keep using the phrase driven by, which seems like a, an appropriate phrase for a car owners club. But yeah. I'm assuming that the Alfa Romeo Owners Club Guardian scheme wasn't driven by the fact that we had several boxes full of tax disk holders in the club shop warehouse. That's a, a very handy but coincidental fact. We do have a few hundred tax disk holders sat in our shop. However, you are not obligated to buy one of our tax disk holders. If you're not other other tax disk holders. Are available. <laughs> That's right. However, you can buy them from the shop. Yeah. So what we wanted to do was for some of us love the idea of I've created my little guardian page. I've clicked a button. I've downloaded an A4 sheet with five different colored, different designed tax discs. I cut one out and stick it in my windscreen. Some of us love that. A lot of us, probably the younger members, can't even remember what a tax disc is or have never been, <laughs> never been, uh, ex- never experienced them. So they will simply generate the URL or will the system generated QR code, they can share that on their social media platforms and so on. And, you know, we've got ideas about rather than the tax disc or as well as the tax disc, you can download it and, and create a sticker for your car or something like that. So I think once once we've built the technology, I think we will we do plan to have a roadmap of development for this. I don't think, you know, the, the Guardian we launch in January won't be the be on an end all of it. We will develop it. We will add new features. It'll be functionally rich over the course of the next few years. But what we really want to try and achieve achieve is um, for show season next year, people have got, you know, a quarter or two where they can create their own Guardian pages and play with it and get it 
to look and, and, and feel nice for their cars, for all of their cars. They can download the, the tax discs. They can put it in their windscreen. So when we turn up at Spring Alpha Day or National Alpha Day next year, I want to see hundreds of our members' cars with some form of QR code, the links to our Guardian pages. And I think they're not going to be, well, we don't currently plan for those Guardian pages to be hidden behind a paywall. The idea is people share them. You know, it, it allows people with any level of technical capability to create a little website about their cool Alfa Romeo and publish it to the world and, and share it with the world. There's a there's a really important aspect here, which is my Alpha Sud Guardian page. If I sell my Sud to you, Guy, the process of me selling it and transferring the ownership to you changes the rev up data behind the scenes that car gets attached to you so now when you log into the Arox site you'll have the option to update that alpha zod guardian page so this is this is a really key aspect of it really that it's about the cars it's about the guardianship of an individual Alfa Romeo. I happen to be the guardian today. I'm going to update the guardian page. When I sell it to you, price to be discussed, you will inherit that guardian page too. So you will then, the next time you log in, you will see that you've inherited the guardian page for the alpha side you just bought and for me i think this makes it a really cool feature there are other paid for services you can go and buy uh, where you have all your card card details on a website somewhere the beauty of this is the transference of the guardianship of a car from member to member to member over time you don't only buy my car you inherit all of the rev up data all of the background historical information about the car and any guardian pages i've created for that car you get to inherit those and update them when you log into the system. And I, and you know, part of the process of me selling my car to you is also giving up my role as guardian of that car. I give up the guardian page and it gets handed over to you the next time you log in. Well, I'm going to make us both a hostage to fortune now. So I'm going to publicly say here and now that a week before National Alpha Day next year, we'll have a look at all of the guardian pages up there and we'll do a prize for the, the best guardian page that's up and running and ready for for National Alpha Day. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea, actually. I, I, I look forward to you funding the prize. I think... <laughs> I look forward to you making the judgment. <laughs> I Genuinely, I know I sound a little bit nerdy and excited about this. I think it's a really cool thing. I do appreciate I'm the only person who's seen it. Uh, we did at our, our, um, at our general meeting, I showed some screenshots of the work that's in development. It looks even cooler now. It really does. And for those of us who have several cars, when you log into your My Arok and it just lists out all my, I mean, admittedly, they're mostly Mito's, but it lists out Mito, 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 Mito and Alphasud. It's a really cool thing. And once you've created a Guardian page in your My Cars page, it's got all the photo, you know, the header photos for all of the cars is there. You know, it's. I think it's going to be really good fun for our members. And truthfully, it's an excuse for members to log in. And I think at the moment, there's no real, you know, pressing reason for a member who really goes on the website. There's no real reason for them to go on our website. You know, there's some news there and there's some cool stuff on there. But, you know, I think the Guardian product will enable all of our members to have a reason to go on our website. And then they will see the differentiated content. They'll see some of the value that they'll get from their membership. And I genuinely think it's going to be a fun thing for members. I think, yep. you know, if we can get a third of all of the cars at National Alpha Day next year to have a Guardian page, we're onto a winner because that'll be really good fun. People scanning those QR codes, learning more about each other's cars. And and for me, the, the guardianship, the inheritance of the Guardian pages when one of our members acquires a car, I think that's going to be really fascinating because, you know, a car might go out of membership ownership for eight years and then a member buys that 
that car in a decade and they inherit this cool page with all these photos and data that didn't even know existed. So um, again, everything we're trying to do, of course, it needs to give uh, near term benefits to all of our members. But everything we're trying to do is about also building for the future you know everything we do with the archive uh, the guardian product and so on the aim of all of this is that over decades and decades it's a rich archive of information people will see all of the historic stuff that's been added to these guardian pages over decades and you and i may not get to see it but it's going to be a really cool thing for the future as well i think and and just to be clear the guardian product is all an inclusive part of our website you know there's no charges for this this is all for our members so so yes there are other products out there so if you want to do a you know a, a little website for your car there are other products but you have to pay 20 or 30 quid a year for those we're we're giving all of that functionality to our members as part of their membership this there is not and never will be any charge to our members for any of these new features we can start to develop on our website it's all just part of being a member yeah I, i'm going to set another little challenge as well we're, people have got some time <laughs> over christmas and new year there's no reason why they can't be getting the text and the photos together ready for the launch let's see how many we can get up in the first week that's a really good point because i really enjoyed doing that for a few of my i've only done two of my cars just as part of the testing but oh there's some nerdy stuff we we know about our own cars <laughs> and you know so today obviously i'm the only one who really cares about it and i'm the only one who's writing that content but again everything i write about my own cars i'm writing for the person who owns it in 30 years and that makes it a much richer you know set of information and data that that the next guardian will inherit yeah I think it is fun I mean it's it's not for everyone and that's the same for a lot of the things we do as part of the membership but it'll be it'll be for some and I think those who really throw themselves into it will have a lot of fun with it in the new year brilliant thank you very much David you're very welcome always a pleasure that's it for this episode we'll be back in a month's time on January the 7th with one of our roundtable episodes where among other things we'll be looking at some of the club's plans to celebrate its 60th anniversary Episode 88 will be available to download from 1.30pm from iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Podcast Addict and everywhere else good podcasts are found. In the meantime, you can get started with collecting all the information you need for your Arock Guardian pages. But until then, stay safe. <laughs>